Thank you, Sir Greg. And thank you very much, special. If you're happy in the Lord, please say amen in your heart. Please, if you have your Bible with you, by the way, we continue to pray for uh, those who are sick. <clears throat> continue to pray for the full recovery of uh, Brother Doming Tejano. And continue to pray for their health. Mamnich Tejano, Brother Alan in Mati, <clears throat> Alan Sibilino, Brother Pong, and uh, Mamuela. Also, we need to pray for Brother Edward. Alvarico, he needs our prayer. Sir Edward, if you're watching this morning, uh, hi to you, We're praying for you. Sir June Batao, we continue to pray for him. Uh, Brother Franklin Hora, also we need to continue praying. And uh, continue praying for our frontliners. They are exposed to the danger and uh, all of our doctors and nurses and uh, our government workers who are exposed to people all the time. Well, I was, I buried two people last, the other week and uh, by uh, Friday I said, well, maybe this week so Friday evening, Mama Moore gave me a call and then said requesting if I would bury Noel, Sir Noel Roa. So we had his funeral yesterday and hoping that there will be no funeral this week. And if it happens, we know we are saved, we are safe in the hands of God. Truly, we, our heart goes to uh, these people. Be praying for the Roa family. I know they are watching, or they watch early this morning. They, they watch our streaming, live streaming every Sunday, especially in the Messiah service. Your Bible, please, in the book of Second Chronicles. <clears throat> Second Chronicles 24. And the month of January is a month that we challenge the people uh, to give for the expansion of the word of God. Second Chronicles chapter 24, let us all rise in order to give reverence to the word of God, reading of his word. Chapter 24, and we are reading verses number 1 to 14. Second Chronicles 24, verses number 4 up to verse number 14. In your Bible, please. Verse number 4, you can follow it through your eyes as we read the word of God. And it came to pass after this that Joas was minded to repair the house of God. Remember in verse 1, Joas, who was the youngest king uh, in Israel. Joas was seven years old when he began to reign. Seven years old. And he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was 
also was Sevilla of Beersheba. And then verse 4, came to pass after this, that Joe was, was minded to repair the house of God. I like what he said in verse number 2, And Joe was did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And all the days of Jehoiada, this is the high priest, Jehoiada the priest, or the high priest. That means that after the death of Jehoiada, he was no longer doing, uh, he stopped doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord. But that's nothing to do with our, our sermon today. Verse 5, And he gathered together the priests and the Levites and said unto them, Go out unto the cities of Judah and gather all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year. And see that ye hasten. We have to pass track the project, the matter. Howbeit the Levites, they lingered around, hastened it not. They had delayed the work. And the king called for Jehoiada, the chief, and said unto him, Why hast thou not required of the Levites to bring out Bring out of Judah and out of Jerusalem the collection, according to the manner, a commandment of Moses, the, the servant of the Lord, and of the congregation of Israel, for the tabernacle of witness. For the sons of Ataliah, that wicked woman, had broken up the house of God, and also all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord did they bestow upon Baalim. And at the, the king's commandment, they made a chest or a box and set it without the gate of the house of the Lord. And they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring in to the Lord the collection that Moses, the servant of God, laid upon Israel in the wilderness. And all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought in and cast into the chest until they had made an end. It came to pass that at the end of, uh, it came to pass that at what time the chest was brought uh, unto the king's office by the hand of the Levites, and that they saw that there was much money, and uh, the king's scribe and the high priest officer came and emptied the chest or the box and it took it and carried it into the place again. Thus they did day by day and gathered the money in abundance. And the king and Jehoiada gave it to, the, to such as did the work uh, of the service of the house of the Lord and hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord. And also such was wrought iron and brass to mend the house of the Lord. So the workmen wrought and the work was perfected by them. I like the word perfected. And they set the house of God in his state and strengthened it. And when they had finished it, they brought the, the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada, whereof were made vessels of the house of the Lord, even vessels to minister, and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord, 
continually all the days of the high priest Jehoiada. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God. And as we challenge your people to give in support to the work of God, help us, Lord, to be confined in our teaching upon the principles of the word of God. We don't want to go beyond what is taught in the Bible. And we want to assure your people today, as we are being led by the Holy Spirit, that whatever we teach, we teach them because they are found in the word of God. Help thy servant as he preaches thy word today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. <clears throat> Please be seated this morning. I want to remind you that I am in full submission to the authority of this book the Bible, that I desire to teach only as the Bible teaches. I don't want to go beyond what is said in the Word of God today. And that is our prayer. Uh, looking at how the work of God gets done. How the work of God gets done. As the people of God, we understand that the greatest work on earth today is the work of God. Amen. The greatest work on earth today, remember this, is the work of God. There is no work on earth that, that ever surpasses or exceeds the importance of the work of God. And we are happy. We are happy to know that we are in the work of God. That we are part of that wonderful and great work of God. Amen. Our text this morning will show us God's work gets done, number one, by dedicated and committed leaders. That's the first thing. The work of God is accomplished through these dedicated and, and committed leaders. That's number one. Number two, the work of God gets done by cheerful or faithful givers. And if you are a faithful giver, then you are part of the work of God. You have your part in the work of God. Number three, the work of God gets done by faithful workers. And that those three individuals are in our church today. We have faithful and dedicated uh, leaders. We have cheerful givers and faithful workers. And if you are a member of the church and you have you are acting as a giver. You are actually, you are in the work of God. Look at verse number 4. We find Joas. How old was Joas when he started reigning? Um, they, excuse me, they have a hard time hearing me at the back. And uh, so, ginaduot niya sa kong baba. Di ko kaya So, I may just use my, my uh, face mask. I hope with this, can you hear me? Okay, now. Ang lock niya nag-push sa kong naong sa di ko ginawa niya. Ipag-historia. Now, let's go back. Verse number four, we find Joas. Who was Joas? He was the king of Judah. And he started reigning at the age of, of seven. Amazing. And actually, he has advisors uh, to, to do the job, to, to lead him. He was uh, mentored by 
by, uh, by a woman and mentored by uh, many people. And then verse number 6, we find Joida. They were leaders. Do you see yourself as a leader? And uh, these leaders got the work of God started. And then move along and complete it. Sometimes it's easy to start something and then and never bother to finish it. So these two leaders, they uh, energize the starting of the work. And then they, they, not only, they, they not only started the work, they moved the people to get involved until it was completed. The people rejoice at the opportunity to give toward this project. Look at verse number 10. Chapter 24 and verse number 10. And the people, all the princes and all the people what? What's the next word? Rejoice. And uh, I'm glad I do not read complain, but rejoice. Are you a cheerful giver? They, they gladly gave to the Lord's work. And in verses 12 and 13 you find there the workers are faithful to make. Uh, the needed repairs in verse number 12 and verse number 13. <clears throat> verse number 12 and verse number 13. And the king and Jehoiada gave it to such as did the work of the service of the house of the Lord and hired masons. So we have masons today. Mga karaanggangis din mga mason. Tawag Or masons. And carpenters to repair the house of the Lord. And also such as wrought or did the iron work and uh, the brass to mend or to repair the house of the Lord. So, thank God, these people faithfully performed their duties to repair the house of God. The new king was minded to repair the the the, the house of God. The result was that burnt offerings were offered continually all the days of Jehoiada in verse number 14. When they had finished it, they wrought the rest of the money, brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada. Now, whereof were made vessels of, uh, of, uh, for the house of the Lord, even vessels to minister and vessels with all the spoons and the vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of God continually all the days of Jehovah. They never get tired. The work was done. They continued to bring their offering. Number one this morning, God's work gets done by faithful and dedicated men. Moreover, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I say this. Can you be described as a faithful child of God? Faithful. Faithful in your praying. Faithful in your giving. And truly these men are committed in the house of God. Are you truly faithful? In all aspects of our lives, God says, Thou good and faithful servant. I like that. When life ends here on earth, we sure meet our Lord and Master, and, and uh, we will be 
hearing if we are faithful his words commending us thou good and faithful servant amen i like that i don't want to die and be rebuked by the lord i want to die and meet my savior i want to hear him say enter thou into the kingdom of god thou good and faithful servant oh thank god for that god always calls men to lead the world it is true that leaders will face oppositions ridicule rejection and all sorts of difficulties and trials if you if you are going to be a leader in the work of the lord remember this you will be facing rejection you will be facing opposition you will be facing ridicule it's not an easy to become a thing to become a leader you expect that to happen and if you become a pastor you expect that to happen if you want to be a leader in the work of god remember this that's the price that you have to face you see god expects his leaders to remain steadfast to remain faithful and dedicated in their god-given responsibility we need to understand that number one dedicated and faithful men are men of visions remember that dedicated and faithful men are men of visions everything that has grown into a big thing whether it's in the uh, in the you know in the uh, worldly aspect everything started with a vision a vision god's people who are serving him faithfully must be men and when I say men, that includes the ladies. It must be men of vision. Strong leaders have a clear picture of what God wants to accomplish with his people. And they communicate it to the people of God. You remember Nehemiah? Nehemiah was burdened by the Lord to rebuild the wall. God rebuilt it to Nehemiah. God burdened Nehemiah. And Nehemiah then started the move and go and he, he talked to the people, went to the people and he explained the need, what God wants. The same thing with Moses. In transferring those people out of Egypt, Moses was the leader, chosen leader. So he has to go to the people and he has to explain it plainly. The people has to follow the leadership that God has revealed. So strong leaders have a clear picture of what God wants to accomplish with his people and they communicate with people. You don't say, well, uh, this is what God wants me to do. This is what God wants the church to do and I'll do it no matter, no matter they follow me or not. No, the leader must learn to communicate. He has to learn to give his vision or God-given vision to the people. And uh, in Revelation 2 verse 10, be thou faithful. God says, are we faithful? Up to when? Until when? <clears throat> Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give, God says, you a crown. I'll give thee a crown of life. And you see, Moses was persecuted. He was threatened. He was rejected. He was despised. But remained faithful. So was Abraham. So was, so was Nehemiah and Paul. They were men who were committed until the last breath of their lives. Thank God for that. 
Joas, let's go back to our text, realized that the temple needed uh, to be repaired. In verse number 4, he felt there was a need to repair the house of God. And, and it came to pass after this that Joas was minded. I like that. To repair, God put in his heart the need. He saw the need. God laid in his heart. That is what it means, being minded. You don't get the vision yourself. And uh, if, if that happens that way, then you get all the glory. God laid upon this young man the need. He was minded. He saw the need. So he gathered the priests, the Levites, and directed them to scatter through the cities of Judah and collect the money to do the necessary repair. You cannot do the work of God without money, without the support. Can we just sit down, Pastor Ingayan, and can we just preach the word of God and, and never bother about, about mentioning the word money in church? Now look how many times the word money is mentioned in 24. And the line every time you see the word money. Money, money. And where does money go? It goes into, into the, the work of God. You ask a question, simple question. Money, money. How many times money is mentioned? Where does it go? The answer is simply, it goes, it goes purposely for the repair of the work of God. The work of God. And so, uh, Joe has found out that, that in verse number 5, he says, And he gathered together the priests and the Levites, and said to them, Go out unto the cities of Judah, and gather all Israel. What's the next word? <coughs> Money. Where does it go? It goes to the word, next word, repair of the house of God from year to year and, and see that he hastened the matter. We need, we need to be dedicated on this. We need to put our heart and our mind into the work of God. So, but Joas found out that what many leaders have <coughs> discovered, namely, namely, that telling your vision to the people is one thing and having them accept and act on it with proper zeal is another. So he had uh, developed, you know, well, he had uh, opened his vision, his, his desire, but exactly the opposite thing happened. He said, we need to be dedicated on this. We need to be quick. We need to be, well, we need to have, uh, you know, a zeal on this. But the people did not mind the work of God. And so, uh, uh, <clears throat> Um, so Joas had to reprove the high priest, Jehoiada. Now, let me tell you one thing here. While I was studying this, I learned that at this particular time, Jehoiada was already 120 years old. And that gave the reason probably why, that explains why things weren't moving quickly. He was 120 years old. And the community with the people of God. Look at this. As a church, it is clear that God has given us the right direction to follow. If you are 
a member of this church, you know we have a direction to follow. You know that from the very beginning, God has given us the vision to follow. We are to build more churches. And I'm glad that we are seeing those churches today. We have a, we have, we have a church in Babak. And they are having, I just watched on them a while ago. Brother Ryan is <coughs> teaching his Sunday school. And I, I just watched Brother Ruben in Isula. He's, and uh, I, I can almost hear him say, a while ago I saw Brother Ruben, Maing aga sa inyo. Eh, maingigit nga aga sa inyo. Amen. Hello. Uh, I, just, I just heard it a while ago. The reason why we're and uh, we have services in in Balay Balay today, and uh, right now we have services in Valencia. Right now we have services in in Buda. Right now we have services in Butuan. Right now we have services in in uh, in many places. Why? Because we have we have a vision that God has laid in our hearts. Build churches. Build churches. Start more church. Build the work here in Guerrero. And then, and the next path. You see? And, uh, and uh, we cannot go without the financial support of the people of God. And uh, I said, you know, God has laid in our heart the vision of building 500 churches. When God gave me that vision in my office, first day I sat down in my office. My first day reporting 1999. And um, Pastor Shiat was about to leave. I sat down there and I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to take the church from here? The church has been pastored by Pastor Shiat. It has started missions. It has trained pastors. Where do you want me in my leadership? Where do you want me to lead the people? You know, when I was praying in my office, I saw number five. And then I saw zero. And I saw in my, just in my mind, so clear, zero. What does 500 mean? God said, you are going to build 500 churches. And uh, lead the church to build more 500 churches. I can't believe it. And in fact, I didn't tell the church uh, that Sunday. I, I, that, was, that was during our mission conference. We're reaching our goal. I told the church, you know, God gave me a vision this week. We're going to build 100 churches. I lied to the church, but the Lord was, was burdening my heart. I couldn't believe 500 churches. He said, Lord, that is exactly, if you put the word impossible, that's it. Impossible. I know the burden of starting even one church. I have been in the mission field. For 13 years, I pastored in Madrid. And I know, Lord, the hardship in building even one church. How much more? 500 churches. I said, the Lord laid that, 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 that vision. This week, I spent my, my days sa campsite. We're trying to build the fence, or I mean gate. 
As I tried to help our Bible students during the lockdown, I said, Mas may pa dito sa ta, maghimutag gate para for security sa pang camp. And the Lord was talking to me. I said, what if the Lord would, you know, the Lord gave us a vision of 500. And just 300 of those 500 churches will be found in cities and, and big towns. Just the 300. Or just, that's had na lang. 500 churches. How much is the cost of a lot today for a church? More or less 1 million. 1 million. How much is the cost? Is Engineer, Bangi, Engineer uh, Berhill here. And how much is the cost of building a, a, a church? Enough to start with for them. Tanta 2 million. Plus 1 million lot, that's 3 million. 3 million times 500, that is 1.5 billion. Huh? I remember what God told me. How do I do it, Lord? He said, I will raise people in the church. You will not be asking funds from other countries. You're going to lead the people out of, out of the dungeon, I would say. Out of the dunghill or basurahan. Dumb site. I can raise people. I can bless them and will provide the need for you in the work of the Lord. And I still pray and I still... Can you imagine if we have 1.5 billion coming from the people of God? If you say, well, Lord, I'm one, I'm one of those because then it goes into the downspout and uh, it reaches into uh, whatever you, wherever you put the, is stored the water. Remember this, kanang downspout, kanang gutter, inigkaulan, agian sa tubig, padulong sa, sa, sa balde or padulong sa tanke. Remember this, I remember my pastor before in Kidapawan, magkinaon sa unsaman, ang gutter, ang downspout, agian sa tubig, mabasa ko na siya. That means the Lord will best his work, the Lord will provide his work through you, you also the number one beneficiary of the blessing of God. I don't care. There is nothing impossible with God. You know what Nehemiah told the people? And he went into, back into Jerusalem. He viewed the destroyed wall for three nights. He went there alone. He saw the need, the rubble. He saw how it was destroyed. And, and, and uh, you know, his, his testimony was, Talk to the people, the leaders of Israel and said, you know, I, I'm telling you of the good hand of the Lord was with me. I still believe wherever the Lord leads, he provides. He said, you're talking about 1.5 billion, Pastor. My God is alive. I still believe. We are raising 110 per week now. Napalangta sa 40,000. Layo kastinood. But I believe God can turn the impossible things into possibility with this blessing. I believe we are serving a living God. I believe God, you will be surprised. Si Buhaton Sigino. Sinab, tuo mga anak. 
Just go ahead, kundi ka mo to. I believe God will do the impossible in our behalf. As church, it is clear, we have a direction. What is vision? It is seeing things through God's eyes. Don't, don't, don't see it the way you see it. See it, remember this, <coughs> through the eyes of God. And with God, nothing is impossible. God can create the impossible things in our behalf if we just believe it. God can create. Iglesia ni Manalo was started by Felix Manalo. I read his biography. He crossed a river somewhere in, somewhere, I forgot the river. The only money he had that morning was 50 cents. Enough for his, for his fare, for the banka, to cross Pasig River, I guess. First Sunday was started. Here is a man proclaiming himself to be an angel. Here is a man who denies the deity of Christ. And look at what, what happened to them. They are serving the false God. We are serving the true God. We are serving the true God. Amen. Our God is not deaf God. Our God is not, you know, his hand is not short that he cannot help. We believe God will bless us. We see things as rebuilt in the Bible. We need to have a vision of the world that's lost and perishing and dying and going to hell. We need to rescue them before they're totally destroyed in the lake of fire. Time is running out. Time is running out. You see, this is the usual complaint from those who have not attained a maturity yet. Those who have not attained full commitment in the work of the Lord. The natural reaction is you talk about giving, you talk about money. And I don't want to talk about money here. Now, believe me. I do not enjoy talking to you about money. And in reality, when you, you, when you preach the word of God, you do not enjoy it. You think I enjoy scolding people in the pulpit? No. It hurts me. I do not, let me repeat, I do not enjoy talking I do not want to come out in the minds of people and say, well, here again, Pastor Inga is begging. I'm not begging. I'm teaching you the principles of the Word of God. I have promised you that I have asked the Holy Spirit to guide my mouth, my tongue, that I will not say things that will go beyond what is written exactly in the Word of God. Many people ask, they say that when they go to church, it seems like that, it seems like they're and their pastor always talks about, about the financial needs of the church right before the offering basket is passed each week. And I teach my students in Bible school, never receive an offering, your offering in Sunday, without explaining it to the people. You have to explain. That is, our, that is on my personal, uh, my, my practical uh, pastoral theology. There are practical things that I teach to our students. One thing I teach them, <clears throat> never receive offering without quoting a verse, without explaining it to them. Every Sunday, you have to explain it. And uh, before you receive the offering, pastor preach sermons about money from time to time. 
This is the complaint. And some of those sermons also seem <clears throat> meant to motivate people to give more to the church. More to the church. Um, people get tired one, one day in the church. They, they hear open the pastor quoting Malachi 3.10. Said, uh, our sermon today is found in Malachi 3.10. Next Sunday, our sermon today is found in Malachi. Ikapoy nag Malachi mga and uh, so uh, he felt somehow that they were getting upset with <clears throat> Malachi 3.10. So he stood up and said, my sermon is different. I am quoting now Malachi 3.10. Di na Malachi. Malachi? Please open your Bible in the book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. The, are, are you feeling... We read in the, in the work of the Lord. In essence, in essence, to what they're, they're saying is that they believe that pastors talk so much about money and they ask their people to give so open that it makes them feel uncomfortable about how they manage their finances and a little guilty about how much or little they, they give to the church. And the uh, Wala din ako musimba kay feeling guilty magupirmi kay pirmi lang balatsi. And I said, please don't ever think that the pastor enjoys preaching about money. So why do pastors and churches talk about money? It it, it is meant to make people. Is it meant to make people uncomfortable? Is it it is done to make people guilty? Do we do it too much? Here are some reasons why pastors talk about money at church. Number one, we talk about money in church because we, it is to invite people to help the church fulfill its commission. We're helping the church fulfill its commission. What is the commission of the church? Matthew 28 Verse 30. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Go and preach the gospel. Why do we exist as a church? Why does Bible Baptist Church stand here? Why do we have Bible Baptist Church? <clears throat> Why are we a member of a church? What is the purpose of a church? So that when I get married, I have a church that will marry me. Or when I die, I will have funeral. When I get sick, I have somebody to visit me. Those are part of the ministry of the church. We like doing them. We do, we do not complain doing them. But that is not the purpose why the church exists. Amen? The main reason why we exist is Matthew 28. Verses 18 to 20. That is the main reason why we exist as a church. If you think the pastor talked too much about money at church, you should see, observe this. And observe, number one, what they do at the grocery store every time. You, if you go to the Shumart, first thing you do, walk a cart, di ba? 
Naigamay nga card. Naidako nga card. And then you put uh, grocery items. You put this and that. And then you go to you go to the counter. Everything they get there, everything you have put into that cart, they ask your money. And you stop this. Why are they asking me to pay so much money? And you, the moment you enter the, 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 the store, you said, well, wow, so cold here. Look now. You look at the lightings. Nice. The surroundings are well kept. You go to the restroom, everything is well kept. And why are they asking you money? Part of what you pay goes to the security guard. You don't like the security guard, QR code. And the security guard will guard your vehicle at the parking area. Then you have sales lady, you have manager to run that thing. That business, you need to have a manager. You need to have the lightings, the air conditioning. Part of what you pay. Remember that. Well, I, I go to the Bible Baptist Church. It's well kept, it's air conditioned. But I give my tithe to the, to the, the mountains. Pwede pa magkaon ka sa... Magkaon ka sa Sanisa. Magkitong 1,000 so na. Ikaw na na to. Uh, Vikings. Kaon ka sa Vikings. Pwedeng hap-hap na ito niya. Pagkawaman, dito ka magkaon itong namaligyag ka ng kalindiriyag, namaligyag ka ng munggos. Pwede ba na? And uh, you, you, you try to ride a bus or a jeep. Part of what you pay it goes to the driver, it goes to the gas, the mechanic, the manager. Every time you eat uh, at, at a restaurant, they, they ask you to pay. Right? And you see, the point is this. Now, please let me clarify my point there. Unless your mind goes, this is the point that I want to stress out here. No business you don't find any organization or ministries or vibes without money. Is that clear? Is that clear? So we help the church fulfill her commission. Whenever we give, we are helping the church. These churches that we have, we have built today, these pastors that we have trained, Butang ka dito sa open plate para ma-train ma ng Bible student. Ang tanang, ang tanang itawag sakit sa ulo, sakit sa dugan, sagang tanang ni Pastor Ingay, na Bible student, badlungon, na Bible student, dili mag-study, tanan, dili sa kuha. Ang ima, usa lang, butang ka lang sa opening basket, tiwas ka na. From day one, we put Bible students nagkalanaing attitude and trying to shape their mind, preparing them to the ministry. Imagine, tanang pastor sa atong mga simbahan karon, puros na nagbutang gari sa ko, pabadlong. 
Isayun rin mo ng pastor, dili isayun. Inom ka mo. If you put your heart into it, it's not an issue thing. And I'm happy today. They called me and said, um, I called, I, I received a call from one of the pastors. Sa pastoring ay, kulahi nagsinutihan na. Maraganam. Kanabang bugnaw pa sa manikop, bugnaw pa si Mudsa. Hello? Pastor Ingay, uh, pandemic man ron, ang sasaman, ang among simbahan na adaptin sa highway, kinahanglan may plywood, ha? Kinahanglan may kahoy, nadaw kay dagang kahoy sa campsite, hot din taon, Midri. I told brother, Sir Dodong, Sir Tiboy, kargahin ang plywood ng kia, kargahin ang lansang ng kia, ihatod ato ng simbahan. I will not tell you kung nasa ng simbahan. Karon, medyo, ayahin nilang simba, di na sila maabugan. And, uh, what, does, what, does, what, does, what, does, what does it mean? It means that when we, we, if we are to run the work, it takes money. Number two, because time is limited, Jesus talks about money a lot. He said, Kung saan man ang nasibahan, pasto, sige man ang money. I'm not guilty, anak, kaya ano man. You know, you know that I, I only dedicate month of January for that. To challenge you sa giving. Pero na-realize na kung kahapon, hindi kami naglubong. And hindi ko ni Ma'am Amor, pastor, ay samog uli, ha? Asot na ma'am, mga sa nanay, bebeng, <clears throat> I remember Brother Roger, may managaway kay Balibaran. Sige ma'am. Naman ay witness ng pastor. And uh, so, so we changed venue kay yeah, Sige may gulat. While, while, while waiting sa among food, ma'am, ma'amor, said, pastor, you know, uh, you know, we, we miss talking to our members tungkol sa pandemic. So we had a chance to, nanguli, good me, almost three o'clock na, gawas mi sa and then, she, she mentioned something. She said, you know what? Kami ni Edgar, Sir Edgar, nag-learn me of giving sa among anak si ma'am, si doktora na karun, doktora precious. Um, and then, she said, matingala man may nga, namay si mga sinsilyo, nakabutang siya ng honos, nakon sa mani, ma'am, mamay gistudlo ni Sir Mesiak sa mga. And I believe Sir Mesiak has blessed so many of us. So, money, every Sunday, ma, only money, 10% ma, naman ko, allowance nga, 100, na ko, 10, para sige, no? Dito, nakalearn sila silang anak. You are never, it is never too early for you to start learning, doing the things of God. I said this, and I will, I will say it again. Kamo mga dalaga, naganim, member suggest, mong ulitaw sa inyo, ha? Number one, check up kung save. Number two, check up kung faithful sa ginoo. And then kung number three, pangayog record kang pastor ingay. Pastor, nagatayot ba ni tawahanan ni wala? Imagine ha, makabana ka o tao nga puno sa curse sa ginoo because God has said, maski yun sa panayang posisyon, yan tarbaho, I believe buslutan na panan sa ginoo. It will go back to hospital bills. It will go back to problems and problems and problems if you do not learn to put God first. 
Kanang inyong kaminyon sa tall, dark, and handsome pastor. Ayag to, anak. Why makapugong sa curse sa gino? And it will be heartaches throughout your married life. You start at the early age. You want God blessing your family. Then put God first. Ing na kong bakakon. Pagabot sa panahon. Ipaputol lang ko na kong tail sa inyo. Because that is exactly what will happen. I have been in the ministry for 40 years now. Enough to see me. For me to see, I mean, the working of God. Nakitaan ko na na siya. I'm not talking to you out of, you know, presumption. I'm not talking to you about, uh, you know, as a result of my, my imagination. I'm talking to you out of experience. Jesus talks about money. A lot. In fact, Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven, more than he talked about hell combined. Out of the 39 parables, 11 of them talk about money. One out of seven verses in the Gospel of Luke talks about money. About 25% of Jesus' teaching in, in the Gospel relates about stewardship, about money, and the resources He has given us. We talk about money because Jesus and this book, the Bible, talks a lot about money. Number three, there is a... We talk about money because there is a direct correlation between what you do with your money and, and what we truly believe. Whatever you do with your money will always reflect what is in your heart. What you believe. And uh, uh, your time, your money are spent, how, how they are spent reveal your values. Where is your or where your heart or where your heart is there will also your your treasure is there will also your heart be also. In other words, where and how we spend our money is a reflection of where and uh, where our heart is. There somebody has described this and please do not forget this. Don't tell me where you where where are your no, where your priorities are. Let me clarify this. Don't tell me where your priorities are. Show me where you spend your money and I will tell you, I'll tell you what they are. Our giving expresses our priorities in the present. Deuteronomy 14.23 Deuteronomy 14.23 And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there and the tithe of the corn and the wine. By the way, it shows here the word wine applies to the grape juice. So when we say the wines during Passover, that applies to the pure grape juice. We're not talking about intoxicated wine. And that's beside the point. Thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. Thy, and the tithe of thy corn, the tithe of thy grapes or wine, and of thine oil, and the first cling of the herbs, and of the first flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. The purpose of tithing and our giving is to teach us always to put God first. Matthew chapter 6, 33. 
If you want to know what a, a person really values, just look at their calendar, look at their checkbook. The way people spend their time and money reveals what is really important to them. Dedicated men are men of values. Dedicated men, number two, exercise scriptural authority. You know what the basis of Mr. Josea, <coughs> Mr. Joas, according, we need to give according to the book of Moses, the commandment of Moses. And remember in the wilderness in Exodus 35, Moses demanded from the people willing offering to build the house of God. Number three, dedicated and faithful men are diligent. Diligent. Diligent means careful and using a lot of effort. Careful and serious in your work. It means constant in effort to accomplish something. Attentive and persistent in doing anything. You see, you do not easily give up God's given vision for you. Joah's first attempt at getting the priest, the Levites to collect the money, it has failed. So collect Why? Why collection? Kulang pas pamasais raisikan pag collect. Why nakuha? Because the people did not mind. The, the people did not care. So what they did when when the attention of Mr. Johaida was called by the king, so let's start all over. He, it has failed. We do not give up. <clears throat> do not easily give up. And if God has put you in a in a something, God has given you vision to do something. And it fails, do not stop. You start it again, it fails, do not stop. You do it again, it fails, do not stop. Go on. The first move failed. But did he stop? No. And he called the attention of Mr. Johai, that was at that time 120 years old. Do not forget that. They mobilized the people. You know, sa gibuhat nila, look back there. You find two boxes. Salikod. They made boxes, <coughs> chest. The last temple, the people dropped their offering. Butanganilag bang dropped it there. And they, and, and they, they, they tried to find out if, if the, the work, if the approach had worked. Pitin punuana. So they started the work. Able men started the work. Joah's first attempt, you know, failed, but he didn't quit. He tried another approach, verse 8. The collection, collection, uh, you know, through the chest box or box. And they kept it until the project was done. As leaders, we meet obstacles along the way. As leaders, we, 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 we meet pandemic. As leaders, we meet problems. But we do not stop in the work of the Lord. And so, we continue the work of God. We are committed until the last breath of our lives. 
Time will not permit me. God's work gets done by faithful men. God's work and dedicated men, committed men. God is always looking for men. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and, and stand up, stand in the gap before me for the land. That I should not destroy it. God is looking for some men. The church must be strong. It must remain strong. And the only way it remains strong is through the faithfulness of his people. Number two, God's work gets done by, by the support of cheerful giver. Let us read verse number 11, please. I, I, I will not elaborate it much because of the time limit. Verse 8 to 11. And the king, at the king's commandment, they made a chest or box and see it without the gate, set it, I mean, without the gate of the house of God. And they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring it to the Lord in the collection that Moses, the servant of God, laid upon Israel based on verse 9. It was biblical. They didn't do anything that was beyond or off the word of God. It was all. Exodus 35 explains very carefully in that. Verse 10, And all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought in and cast into the chest until they have made an end. Now it came to pass that at the time the chest was brought unto the king's office by the hand of the Levites. And when they saw there was much money from the people of God. Cheerful givers. You are part of the world. In verse number 10, everyone rejoiced and gave generously until the project was completed. Verse 24, there was enough left to make the utensils. You see, it's all. The Apostle Paul says something about quite uh, of the extraordinary giving of God's people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, I'm looking at my time and I promise you we're out. We will be out on time. 2 Corinthians chapter, in your Bible please, chapter 9 and verse, verse number 6. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse number, verse number 6. 9 verse 6. This I say, he which sow it sparingly shall reap also. Uh, sparingly. <clears throat> he which sought bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. God <clears throat> is able to make all grace. Grace. You know, naturally we are all selfish. But you know, how can we do it? Grace, grace of God will enable us. I am what I am by the grace of God. Actually, Paul said, God loveth the cheerful giver. Paul was trying to quote from Greek translation of one of the Hebrew Psalms that goes something like this. It was quoted by Paul from Hebrew, wrote it in the Greek. 
And we are reading it in English today. God loveth the cheerful giver. A cheerful giver actually means, it just simply means, God blesses the cheerful giver. He blesses. Remember this. You can never give something to the Lord's work and the Lord forgets it. No, God is not unrighteous to forget the labor of love. What Paul is emphasizing is that God delights in those who delights to give him. And it's really quite an amazing <clears throat> assertion that God, the Lord, the Creator, takes a special pleasure, a special joy in, you know, receiving great delights, remember, in our delightful giving to Him. I will run myself here because time is limited. How do I become a cheerful giver? That's a question. You know, giving at, at the start in your practice is like giving a woman giving birth to a child. Few days before the actual birth, the mother worries about the pain. And then during the actual giving <coughs> birth of a child, the mother cries because of the pain. It's painful. And throughout the process, how many hours <coughs> is painful. But you have to remember this. <coughs> After the baby is born, you begin to see the smile of the child. And as time goes along, the baby would grow up, <coughs> go to school, then the baby would buy something, bring it to the mother, grabbing smile, mama. But it all started with pain. Same, same thing with giving. <coughs> you really have to learn this. You start giving painful now. Putting into the offering plate is <coughs> so painful. Really. You know now. The moment you start giving, it's, it hurts. In fact, I advise you, never give something that does not hurt. Give that which hurts. Amen. It hurts. After you give, you know what? God says you are blessed. Why? Now, you stand on two grounds. You put yourself on the receiving side. Somebody gives you. Ah, enjoy giving. And you, you look at the other side, the giver and the receiver. You put on the <coughs> receiver. It seems it feels good. But there is something you deprive yourself. Try to step here. Put yourself on the giving side. At the very beginning, it hurts. It may hurt, like giving birth to a child. But once it is given, there is 
God has promised a joy that you cannot explain. Uh, as a pastor, I enjoy, you know, I, I receive open gifts from people. We, all, we, we receive food or whatever. We enjoy it. But there is more joy, I tell you. I tell you. Give you an example. Please don't get me wrong. Last December, people gave us unexpected blessing. Mabot lang siya. So I, I told my mom, Elsie, said, okay, let's divide this into four. Ellen, Ketuto. At the end of the year, nine five Sundays nga five, nine five Sundays nga fifth Sunday. How do I say? The whole year, sa fifty two Sundays, nine five Sundays na. Usually, muhatag ka fifteen thirty. Malep out ni motok. So at the end of the year, balance because of the five Sundays. I was happy to receive those gifts, but you know, I look at my record. I said, praise the Lord, I can give it for missions. And I was happy really when I received those gifts, but I was more happier. More happier pa Dublina. I felt happier when I gave to the Lord's work what I received. And to the mind of, of those who are not mature in the faith, impossible not. Because you have not tried it. He tried out. He tried out. Exactly. Um, we were required to pay for the tax of our house ecolat. I said, Lord, I'm raising my I'm raising my faith promise. And I want to try it. At the end of the year, one of the men of the church, Pastor Ingay, the board director has met and said that the church will the church will pay for your tax. faith promise. Exactly, giuli sa ginoo. What we are supposed to pay for the tax. What I'm trying to say is, we cannot outgive God. The pastor embarking for so much. Now, please go back to what you have you have thought a while ago, days ago, that it takes 1.5 billion to to fulfill those 500 churches. I believe my God is bigger than trillions or billions. And I don't want to close my eyes and not see it. My, I beg to God, please do not take me home until I see your promise. And how do I become a cheerful giver? I run myself here giving when you it becomes delightful, cheerful when you realize that giving, giving, you know, in our giving, we give unto God. 
Pagnagari mo mind mo, if your mind will, you'll go off that that principle. Giving really is going to be struggle with you. You will have a problem with giving. Now, number one thing is whatever I give, I'm not giving it to the church. I give it to God. The church is not going to pay me back. The pastor is not going to give the favor back to me. Because I gave it to God. God will be pleased. God will give it back to me. God will give it back to me. Giving number two is delightful when we view it as worship. Go into the Old Testament. Their givings, their sacrifices were done as part of their worship. Number three, giving is delightful when we realize the privilege of giving. Number four, giving. The Bible says we need to be able to give and uh, we rejoice for being able to serve the Lord through our substance, our resources. And you know, some people even lend their car for Magamit special. And, uh, and uh, I tell you this, I've been here since I began pastoring, 19, mag, mag 20 years of pastoring. Never more Pastor Mani, agong gamitin mo sa kinan ba? Magbisit ko. Never na nahitabo dere. I remember, nasa mo rin, Big Sir Saldi, nadawat akong sa kinan. Daw na. Nasa sila ikia, bitaw akong ikia ni, ano. Ingan ni Sir Saldi, Pastor, gamita sa ning kia, wal gina, ko Sir Saldi, amigo ka ita. Labaw pa ka sa kong ikson, but I will not use it. Magaras pa lang na, mabangga pa lang na, makaguba ng relasyon sa pastor sa mimbro. And I want, I want you to be aware of that. I am aware of that. Because there are churches ng ilang huna-huna, ang sakyanan sa membro, uh, property sa pastor, ang balay sa membro, property sa pastor, di amatulog ha, di amatulog sa inyo. No, it has never, you don't, you don't hear it from me. Kung naama mo nakita sa kwa, sorry, pero I'm here, I'm still alive, and conscious to tell you, I have never done it. I had never abused it. Because I believe that God's people give willingly to the Lord's work. We never say, well, imuha kuang ka, five pesos ka. Imuha kuang ka. I remember one time, the men's department, nisulut ko, and they said, ingontong moderator sa, pas unsan eh, ingontong eh, Sir Marlon sa, pastor, amot abangan to sa ka-church, o mga men, palita na mga pastor ka ng kanang tambal magamot-amot me normal na pero when it come to church we do not designate amount you give it willingly amen you give it willingly and uh, your tithe has to be given from the heart your offering for the church work should be given from the heart giving is delightful when you are giving it to God a woman was pouring expensive perfume to Jesus Christ before his death. And somebody made a complaint. What a waste! It is never a waste to serve the Lord. Time and effort and money, they are never considered waste if we do it for God. 
The most important thing today is if you have never been saved. You see, whatever we do, we do it into directing ourselves into one, one purpose, main purpose, and that is for the salvation of souls. If you have never been saved, receive Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Let us all stand up, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God preached today. And I know, Lord, that to the, the weak Christians, talking about money is offensive. But they are never offensive, Lord, if we look at the word of God. I pray, dear Father, this time that you direct us, you bless us. Bless the invitation. Bless our services tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Say, Greg, please. Thank you, Pastor. As mentioned by our pastor, if you are here today and if you haven't been saved, meaning to say you do not know where your soul will go after you live in this world, now is the time. We will have a, uh, an invitation with one verse of the song only due to time constraint. Uh, please hear the call of God. God loves you. God loves you and He wants you to be saved, not only you, but your family as well. So we'll be singing one verse. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Let's sing and live for him. Okay, so only one verse and we're gonna end the invitation. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Go ahead. God loves you, my friend. He said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He can save your soul today. Grab the opportunity. John 3.16 For God to love the world, He loves us all, that He gave His own living at His Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, should not go to hell, but have everlasting life, and that's heaven. He the call, tomorrow might be too late. Now is the right time to receive Him as your Lord and Savior by faith, and that God will save you. So be part of the Great Commission and be part of the person who gives to the works of God in line with the great commission. And all the people say, Amen. In behalf of the Bible Baptist Church, thank you for coming. Those uh, members out there, also our first time visitors, thank you for being here with us. I hope and pray that uh, you were blessed. And uh, we are looking forward uh, next Wednesday and Sunday again, if the Lord will delay His coming, that we will have uh, our uh, services. Okay? So let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you once again for feeding us spiritually. Thank you for providing us a pastor according to your heart and not of men. Thank you for... Thank you for reminding us about the works of God, how it can be done. And uh, to the second Corinthians, it reminded us of the things we will do. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the great work that you have given upon us and how it can be done. Help us, dear Father, to have that uh, attitude, a faithful and dedicated servant, man of vision, a child of God with a vision. And Lord, we are praying also that uh, uh, you put in our hearts the dedication to the works of God. 
help us, dear Father, to be able uh, to give what is due to Caesar and give what is due to God, which is tithes and faith promise, to be able to fulfill the church commission. Help us, dear Father, that uh, through the tithes and faith promise, each one of us will become a cheerful givers to be able to attain the works of God. Lord, if there is someone in our midst who is not yet saved, we pray and I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to talk to his or her heart that that person will be saved. Bless us, dear Father, as about to go. Bring us back again the house of God. Continue to cover us with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. May God bless us all.